Hello everyone. I was just inspired by uh, listening to one of the podcasts uh, that I follow or just started following actually. And um, the guest on the podcast was Melanie and I don't remember her name, but she's a very big expert with um, over 5 million followers of uh, for narcissists and narcissistic abuse um, survivors or uh, people who want to overcome it. And I just got really uh, inspired because, first of all, narcissism is something that is, um, is a subject that is very... Uh, popular, I can say, in in the media um, and online. And I myself came to uh, know this term about probably four years ago or five years ago when I started Googling my ex's behavior. And then I realized on or I've seen and I've listened to many people whose first encounter with this um, term, with this description was when they were Googling uh, the strange behavior of their partners. And when I think back now about this uh, and my first attempts on finding out why do I feel this way, why is my ex behaving this way? And um, it's because, I mean, I obviously have been in uh, other relationships and um, easy access to internet with everything on it that you can kind of self, um, you can use the internet to find the answers to everything. Maybe, maybe I didn't have that before um oh i didn't think about internet of being like almost like a psychologist or the source of answers when i was with my previous exes but i don't think i had this um this edge of you know finding out why why do i feel this way why and then finding out terms like gaslighting and um, stonewalling and all of those things associated with with narcissists and it really really helped me um, understand some of the behaviors and at the end just uh, myself when I when I was researching this subject and um, there's tons and tons of resources about this um, one thing that it it was like a revelation to me was that um, my, the the behavior of my ex um, resembled very much uh, the behavior of my mom. Uh, and uh, I it, it took me some time to um, to understand that and I still kind of come to terms um, with that because I mean the um, the narcissists are uh, in a very genetic, uh, generic, sorry, in a very generic um, way. Uh, they are divided into covert narcissists and just uh, so a narcissist who kind of uh, tries to portray a very good person who isn't as um, outgoing, maybe as the uh, 
the narcissist who, who is not covered, um, forgot this term for the other one. Um, so covert narcissist can be shy, uh, you know, doesn't have to be a star of the show, doesn't have to have lots of people drawn to him um, in first in instance, but still uh, can do this much damage. And then you have a, your kind of narcissist that um, is, is a star of the show, uh, is very... Um, draws many people to them, kind of shines, um, uh, has got kind of great energy and wants to be a center of attention always. Um, both of those, um, both, both of those people, um, they have a very big wound very much, uh, from the coming from the childhood and I don't really want to kind of come to where how and where that does it start from them for them uh, it's more about why I was drawn and I am still drawn to this type of people is um, is in my heart is a very big mother wound and like I said my mother being um in, in my mind, that's how I um, kind of describe her. But I don't know what type of narcissist she is. Um, she's definitely um, given me this wound. And, and my ex was definitely a mirror and not in any sense that, um, you know, he was like my mom. Um, his behaviors were maybe in some way different, but the feelings that I had, the feelings of insecurity, the feelings of constantly craving his attention, the feeling when he gave me this attention, how elated I was, how on the seventh cloud I was, how much loved I felt from the outside, how fool I felt when he gave me this love and in these moments I just felt invincible and then slowly slowly taking this away and me having to kind of ask for it fight for it cry for it and then totally going into meltdown and those cycles of giving love and then withdrawing love, being really loving and um, amazing and then being really cold and withdrawn. And this is the, the, the sort of thing that I, I experienced with my mom. And then the next realization is that this love that was given, it wasn't really real in a way i mean it was real but this love it's it's not something that was um coming from the em empathic it, it's not unconditional love it's not the love that um that i am um sort of looking now for in myself is a love coming with conditions is love um because uh, the, the the narcissist projected something on me that I wasn't. So they were not loving me. They were loving something that they um, thought I 
or wanted me to be or, or they were loving me because they thought that's how it's supposed to be. You know, they created this um, relationship and how relationship should be. And the same with my mom. She, as a mom, loving her child is something that she knows she should do. So that's why she does it. Um, and even saying that really, really hurts me. And I have, I hear a voice of my mom in my head when I say that. Um, a voice saying, I've done so much for you. Um, how can you be like this? Um, and things like this. And then I, the, the one thing that scares me really is that they just don't have empathy um in them they can they they is, is they can just they can't think about other people uh, in relation or, or outside of themselves um and since i realized that i observe my mom and I can see hurtful things that she says to her friends, for example, uh, things that she says and, um, and then her friends, um, tearing up. And when I brought the, and, and then I brought this up to my mom and said, listen, what you said, uh, brought your friend to tears and she still couldn't understand. Um, it's just this total lack of, um, of empathy and that's the main uh that's the main thing with narcissists and also the other uh, thing they say and that's maybe not too much with my mom or i i didn't think about like that about her because obviously she is much older uh she's now um in her middle 70s so um and a narcissist and obviously every person changes so i don't know how she was when she was uh 30 one thing i know is that when i was little she was like a goddess for me she was like a queen for me she was just the the most beautiful woman she uh i craved her love so much that i begged her every day to you know when when she came to say good night to come with me in my bed and hug me um and both of my parents they aren't very much about uh hugging and touching um or not at all uh they hugs are quite cold um i i would have to ask for some affection i'd never been like uh you know, padded on my hair or, uh, you know, like kissed with, with a real affection is always very cold. They are both like this. Um, and the way they show the affection is, is being very diligent. So always making sure that, you know, there is good food on the table, that family sits together for dinner, things like this, that we had holidays. Um, so, but the one thing that I was really craving, this affection and the the holding, the hugging and, you know, expressing your love um, was was not there. So I was really suffering as a teenager. I was really, really suffering. Um, but again, in the same time, it's not about saying that my parents are judging them or anything. I am just... Uh, 
observing how then I uh, I took this into the relationship with another person and the feeling of this receiving this love that I so much craved and uh, this love being withdrawn from me and the cycles of this that made me really uh, crazy and um, the fact that my mom and my ex they always wanted to be right they were they would gaslight me and um you know made me feel a bit crazy i guess because what i said was was not right or i wasn't the i don't know whatever the right the right person the the perfect person how they wanted me to be and my mom expressed that my ex never really expressed that um kind of verbally but i could tell and especially when the relationship was kind of um ending um and my resources that i used to give him uh because that's what our relationship was very much built on um i was giving a lot of my emotionality and uh kindness i guess um and love and i think he really admired it at the beginning and then later on he got bored the more emotional i got the more uh bored he got he got um but I lost my train of of thought now. But I know now the the one thing that I really appreciated, or maybe not appreciate, but but the one thing I was really lured into in this relationship was um was this abundance of touching of hugs. Um, the the way he gave hugs was was just a really warm way. Um, and this, this was something that I was really lacking with, uh, with my mom. Um, and I was really craving that. So I found it there. So I was really, really holding so, um, so strong to it. And now, um, I, I, I came out of this uh, relationship and that wasn't really even on my, um i i couldn't make the final decision even though i knew i have to get out i was just at the end of my um i just didn't have any more energy and you could tell from my body my body was telling me also very much so through all different sorts of illnesses and things and um but i couldn't make this decision i was so um entrapped in the whole thing and i was still hoping that i will receive the love because when the love or the affection uh, although it wasn't love as you wanted to be it was this form of love that i was really used to that i found really familiar because i knew it from relationship with my parents so i knew this love and i felt very familiar i felt really at home with this love and this is the only love the only way of of love that i really wanted and remembered from my childhood um that I thought that was that, that's really that. And I have to fight to keep it because I feel amazing and I did. I feel amazing under this love, but this kind of love and feeling is not, it was not sustainable and it's not sustainable. 
And um, the sad part really is that although I, um, you know, I, I don't have any contact with, with the egg, so I kind of close the door on that, I still am with my mom and I cannot close the door on that. So every encounter now that I am aware, um, it, and I see that it hurts me because in my mind, my mom is quite a lot still on this pedestal, the same with my ex. I tend to put people on pedestals. So he was on pedestal. Now there's no pedestal, no nothing for him. My mom, she is kind of still on a little bit on this pedestal, if someone can be a little bit on pedestal. But um, I can't I can't close this relationship. I can't remove this relationship. That's so um, difficult when this is something uh, family related. And um, yes, I, I since I since I am awakened and since I started my spiritual and uh, psychological and healing journey. I see this more and more and now I have got more tools to um to heal it and to live with this because I don't know if it's possible to ever overcome this when this person is present in your life the awareness is really really important so see see the things and see your reactions and um as much as i would love to change my mom it's not gonna happen ever uh, and she gets more angry now because i have my boundaries more and i become the more spiritual the more um awakened i become the more aggravated she is um she recently said that you know, I lost my mind and, um, and all the woo woo stuff surrounding it. So I don't obviously open up to her, but sometimes I do try to both of my parents and they look at me as if I just fall off Mars planet or something. But I know that, um, especially in my dad, that it does awake something in them. So, um, so you, usually I don't say anything, but when there is an occasion, I, I would, and then they just, they're just silent. So, um, I mean, yes, that was just the, <laughs> that was just a talk about narcissists and, um, there's so many things, um, about it and how to heal it and how to live with this. And I, anyone who is going through it, um, I really, really wish you um, all the best. And as always, if you would like to reach out, please do. I, like I said, I have uh, some tools that I can reach, I can uh, share with you, um, which I can say also now, it's just meditation and breath work, but I can show you and direct you to some maybe uh, people, good people who, who deal, who deal with that and who provide that. And, um, it, like with everything, people are so strong. We are so strong. You are so strong that you can overcome everything. Everything is just to find the strength in you, in yourself. And, um, 
it's not it's, it's not about being strong and being like yes i it's just a slow everyday step and it's awareness and it's realizing and it's this little little love one percent by one percent that you are giving to yourself and it can start with something as simple as you know, seeing yourself in the mirror and saying something nice to yourself, just a little tiny nice thing. Um, because I know so many people look in the mirror and they are just um, being so critical about their own reflection, about their own body, about what they've done, about um, how they behaved. So catching ourselves in those moments and just stopping ourselves and trying by this, trying to love ourselves with this unconditional love, love that doesn't have any conditions on itself, that doesn't come with any any goals, anything to achieve that is just exists, just is, because that's what we are, love.